From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. This is Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of June 20th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by special guest Wayne Toygo from our Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, the lovely and talented Miss Julie Martin, and our another special guest, our senior uh, Diz senior editor, Leah Zanola, joining us at the table, and of course, Dustin West back on the controls. Uh, John and Kevin, Teresa and Kathy all had other stuff going on this week just in you know preparation for the the podcast cruise. A little crazy for us. That's where Walter is. Walter's actually helping put together the gift bags that are going in everyone's rooms. I'm sure Corey's doing some stuff in addition to watching Corey's, Finley. <laughs> Corey's got his hands full with two toddlers. Well, Ferris is at school, so he's got it easy today. Okay. Yeah, at least until... Mm, two o'clock. <laughs> He's got to make up for eight days of being away. Exactly, Dustin. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so we're doing a kind of free-form show here, folks. I'm uh, uh, not sure where this is exactly going to go. We have some things to talk about. We're going to talk about the Cars Suites that just opened at the Art of Animation Resort and also uh, Casey Jr. Splash Area at the uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, but I do have about an hour's worth of housekeeping. Wow. That needs to be done. I've got so many. Is this like podcast cruise housekeeping? We've got all sorts of housekeeping. <laughs> I've got all sorts of housekeeping. We've got some prizes to give away. We've got some stuff about the Adventures by Disney trips. I have a big announcement to make about something we're doing next year. But I want to start off talking about the Power of Ten. For those of you not familiar with the Power of Ten, we have been working to raise money for Give Kids the World, which is an organization here in Central Florida that uh, basically provides trips to Disney for children with life-threatening illnesses. That is that, that explanation does them absolutely no justice. Really encourage you to go to their website. Uh, G is in give, K is in kids, T is in the, W as in world.org, GKTW.org, to check out uh, what they're about. Um, what we have been asking people to do, we have been looking to find 10,000 people willing to ask 10 friends to donate $10. If you do the math on that, extrapolate that out, it comes to a million dollars. And uh, we're a long way from that. We've raised about 80,000 so far. I'm sorry. That's an incredible number. It is, it but is. it's not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough. It's nowhere near good enough. And now that I'm getting real stats on how many people listen to the show, Get off your butts. <laughs> okay? You know, we come in here week after week and provide hours and hours and hours of information and entertainment and ask nothing of you. So now this is where I go guilt trip on you. This is where I, 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 I channel my inner Madeline Werner. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen, does she? <laughs> no, she doesn't, thank God. But, you know, there's going to be 400 people on the cruise that are going to talk to her about it next week. Um, Ten bucks, folks. Ten bucks. And then ask ten friends to do the same. That's it. That's it. We're going to have a link on the show notes page where you can go and donate. 
ten dollars is I all we're asking for. I have a suggestion because I know we had do have a listener that I'm friends with. Um, her name is Kim Raspatini. I think I'm saying her last name correctly. And for her birthday, instead of ask you know like people giving her gifts or any friends who wanted to, she set up where they could donate in her you know in honor of Give Kids the World to help raise money with, with us. There you go for her birthday, and I thought that was awesome. There have been. This is one of the things I love. There are many, 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 many things I love about our listeners, but their creativity in coming up with ideas of ways to raise money for Give Kids the World has been particularly uh, uh, heartwarming to me. For example, our own Leah Zanola, her two children did a lemonade stand for charity. And I have a picture here that I'm going to give to Julie to ask Corey to (laughs) Scan. scan and put up on the site. And her son, Jacob wrote us a little note. Dear podcast team, me and my brother did a lemonade stand to raise money for the sick kids at Give Kids the World. We raised $177.36 from Jacob Zanola. Well, congratulations, boys. Amazing. That is awesome. <laughs> I'd say that's a lot of money for, for a lemonade, lemonade stand. stand. Yeah. Indeed. But you know, and, and when you see the picture, okay? okay yeah, it's, my God. it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. They look like professionals. Uh, they worked really hard getting everything set up, and they had little papers that they passed out telling all about Give Kids the World. And then each of them had a spiel to, so they knew what to tell people, because nobody where we live knows what Give Kids the World is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they said that sick kids get to go to Disney, and then everybody, you know, just started giving them money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is, that, you know, one of the things that Pamela Landworth, who's the executive director of Give Kids the World, had said to me, was that you know money is always important, but so is exposure. Because a lot of people just don't know we exist. And so getting the word out there about this organization um, and the amazing work that they do is, is important. And they really do amazing work. These, these people are doing God's work there. It is, again this year, ranked the best managed charity in America. Wow. Um, only six cents of every dollar goes to administration, marketing, things like that. Yeah. 94 cents of every dollar that is donated goes to the mission. And that's amazing. It's right unheard there. of. It's for, unheard for of. any charity, even even the biggest, have administration costs around 10% or more. Yeah. And for this to be way under that 6%. Is, is incredible. 6%. 94 cents of every dollar you donate to this organization goes to the mission of helping children with life-threatening illnesses experience Mm. a trip to Disney World. And they take care, I mean, they have lodging there at the uh, the Give Kids the World Village. Everything is tailored to these kids. And as Pamela says, it's a week of saying yes. These are kids who are told no all the time. No, you can't go outside and play your two, you know, you you have to do this, or no, you can't do this, you can't eat that. This is a week of saying yes. And the stories that have come out of this place of children who were not expected to live and did because they, they, this, this experience turned something around in mm-hmm. them. There's more than one or two stories like that. And I don't want to make it sound like, you know, there's miracle water there. But when you provide something that opens up a new world to someone, amazing and miraculous things can happen. And they do all the time there. So if you have enjoyed this show and you have enjoyed 
the information and the entertainment, if it's helped you save money at Disney World, if it's helped you plan a better trip to Disney World, you can pay us back. Like Denise Trawicki hmm. of the Woodland Elementary School in Kansas, who writes, my name is Denise Trawicki, and I'm a longtime listener to the Dis Unplugged podcast. I'm also the music teacher and resident Disney nut at Woodland Elementary School, a preschool through fifth grade building totaling 397 students in Olathe, Kansas, a suburb of Kansas City. In support of your Power Into Up 10 campaign, I recently organized a Disney day here at our school. Students were encouraged to wear Disney clothes or bring Disney stuffed animal, and in addition, bring $1 for the Give Kids the World Village. My performing group of 94th and 5th graders then performed an all-school assembly program of Disney hits like It's On, Supercalifragilistic, Candle on the Water, and Seize the Day. The kids and staff got behind it wholeheartedly, and for such a low-key event, we were able to raise a total of $407.87 for Give Kids the World, meeting my goal of $1 for every student here. Mm-hmm. She's enclosed that check, which we have forwarded on or forwarding on to uh, Give Kids the World uh, on their, on their uh, behalf, as well as some pictures of the best-dressed students of that day. <laughs> we're looking forward to a bigger and better fundraiser next year and hope to continue celebrating Give Kids the World and the hope it brings to children who visit. And she will be on Podcast Cruise 3.0, and I will have a chance to thank her in person. And again, I will give this incredible, these incredible pictures over to Julie to have Corey put up <laughs> with the show. Um, Denise and everyone at Woodland Elementary School, thank you very much. That was awesome. That's terrific. And uh, <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. There's a lot of creative energy out there. So... Maybe it's easier for you just to donate 10 bucks through the firstgiving.com uh, website, which we'll have a link to on the show notes page. Or maybe you want to do something like uh, Leah's boys did or uh, the school at Woodland Elementary did. Uh, we have uh, you know, our, our Labor Day fundraiser out in um, uh, Indianapolis is happening. And so if you're in that area, that's a great place to go and meet other Dizzers and, you know, mm-hmm. donate some money. I think we're going to be able to go to that this year. It's oh, only, really? Yeah, it's only about five hours from our house. Only five hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's closer than here. Well, that's right. You, but you guys live in, like, the sticks. Right. You know, we do. Kind of like, I just told Dustin on the way here that we have one stoplight in our town, and we just got it. Nice. <laughs> it's like the, it was like oh, the big you new are, thing. You're, like from where, you're from where I'm from, except... Yeah. It's in Louisiana, and we have no stoplights. It used to be a blinking red light, but now we have a stoplight. Oh, we don't even have a blinker. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, there is, uh, there's another um, uh, meet going on, and I'm sorry I don't have them all in front of me, but they're all on the board. Oh, yeah, Kathy's not here. She's our resident yeah, Give she Kids keep, the World meet she organizer. Keeps in, she keeps everything. She keeps everything. on top of all of that <laughs> stuff. Of course, we have the meet going on in New England in September as well. There's also one... In the Great there White North. One coming up in August in uh, Nova Scotia. Right. Wow. And these are all fundraisers for Give Kids the World that listeners have put together whenever possible. Uh, Walter and I or some members of the team try and get there. Uh, Walt, or, or I will be at the New England meet in, uh, uh, in September. I can't make the Indianapolis meet because it coincides with another event I have. Um, and, of course, Walter is going to be in Peru and Bolivia 
it's a long story. Eating rats. <laughs> He'll be doing sleep. Sleep. Well, you know, the the, the it's a sleeping bags and hiking boots and backpacks. And he asked me if I wanted to go, and I said, "Have we met?" <laughs> Is there anything on that list of words that you just said that you think I'm going to say yes to? Hiking boots, backpacks, and sleeping bags. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a wonderful two weeks in the bush. I can't even picture you in hiking boots. I couldn't picture me in any of those things. Um, but, um, you know, Kathy and Teresa are heading to Nova Scotia for, for that meet. Um, so I, I'm just, this is all by way of saying, please help. Please help especially if you have children who are healthy. Um, imagine, God forbid, they weren't. Mm-hmm. And would you want to be able to have this experience for your child? And if the answer is yes, then all we're asking for is $10. And I promise I'm not going to go on much longer. But please, $10. You can donate through the First Giving website, firstgiving.com. It's listed under Power of 10, Power of 10. And we'll have a link directly to it on the show notes page where you can add your contribution. So that's all the guilt tripping I'm going to do today. Very good. People on the podcast cruise may, may get it again. But, <laughs> um, but let's go from that on to handing out a few prizes. Something I'm very excited to be able to do. Always fun. We are giving away $15,000 worth of prizes. Holy moly. Right to now. celebrate, yeah, at this moment. <laughs> uh, and to celebrate our 15th anniversary of the Diz. And we've been asking people to share their Diz stories with us. How the Diz helped them plan a trip or any other story related to your time listening to the show or spending time on the site that you'd like to share with us. And if we read your story or play your voicemail on the show, you are getting a chance at the Prizematron. For those not familiar with the Prizematron, because it's been a while, it is an actual device that the people in the room can attest to, because everybody always thought it wasn't. But it is an actual device sitting next to me right now that has 50 buttons on it. Oh, it's not on the table anymore. No, good, it's actually, good. yeah, it's down here a little it has bit. It's its own little space. Yeah, its own little, Prizematron has its own little table now. <laughs> and each one of those 50 buttons corresponds to a different prize. It can be anything from a $25 Disney gift, gift card all the way up to an Adventures by Disney trip to Costa Rica or California. So kind of cool. And the first one we're going to do right now, Sebastian Lopez, who chose number 23. So let's see what Sebastian won. You have won two tickets for Cirque du Soleil. You and a guest will enjoy two tickets to see Cirque du Soleil's show La Nuba at Downtown Disney Westside courtesy of your friends at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. Yay. And second, uh, Kelsey Cameron, who picked number 15. Oh, and once these numbers are picked, they are retired. So now number 12, number 23, and now number 15 are retired. So here's here's what Kelsey won. You have won two tickets to a Disney water park. You'll enjoy a day of your choice at either Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, courtesy of your friends at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. That's a good one, actually. You sounded great when you were recording that. 
Not that you don't sound great. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, what does that mean? <laughs> Sam, you had a pep in your voice. Uh, and I don't now. You want to hear a pep in my just voice? Just digging a hole for me. I'm sorry. Get me a stinking soda. There's a pep in my voice. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention in housekeeping this week is you have got to check out the World of Color <laughs> video that Dustin shot out in California last week. They're doing this thing now where you can buy these hats, these Mickey Mouse ears that like light up during the show. It is the coolest thing I've seen in years. It really is. Mm-hmm. We, wa- I, we watched it. Wayne, show glow. Did, did you get a chance? Were you there? Were I you was there? not there when they released them. Unfortunately, they weren't available during the previews. But I've seen all the videos and everything since. And it's really cool. When, when I saw them announced, I was so all over it. This uh, this is an amazingly interesting addition to what they've got gone going on over there. It is it is the primo audience participation gadget. And right. it's called Show Glow. Show th- Glow. Show with the glow. Show with the glow. Glow with or the glow show. with the show. And the the video's great. It doesn't do it justice. It's just so cool to see it. And But it also works with the Mad Tea Party, am I correct? With the Mad Tea Party and supposedly it's several other areas as well. Okay, so they're worth the price then. Okay, $25 for these, these the, the, the hat, which, okay, whatever. But watching this video, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I, it was great. You, got, you guys did an amazing job last year. Last year. Last week. <laughs> Um, our Disneyland team, uh, Corey and, and Dustin from our Orlando team were out there. Got, everybody did an amazing, amazing job putting the content up from Cars Land. Uh, that video in particular, though, that and the uh, Radiator Springs Racers ride through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just, I was like, it was awesome. It it's, was absolutely awesome. It's like you're in the movie. It's really cool. They did such an amazing job with that park. I mean, this is what happens when you let John Lasseter have a billion dollars. You know, it's it's been... This one phrase has been overused more than any other out there, but speaking as someone who stood right at that intersection under the yellow flashing light, I'm going to say it for everyone. It is like you are standing in the movie. You have never had an experience like this to just... Look at where you are. Look, I'm getting goosebumps right here. See it, folks? <laughs> I mean, the rock work and everything that they have going on, it incredible, looks amazing. real. I mean, I know it's not a real rock, but it is incredible. When we were there last year, you know, we could just kind of see everything starting and, you know, what they were building. And it looked cool, but now it looks amazing. Yeah. It is so, again, such an overused phrase, but... Immersive is what I want to say, and it just, it doesn't even come close. They have so surrounded you once you get inside this land. You're nothing but there. It's, it's just a feeling that you know nothing else except what is around you, these characters that go by you, and everyone is just so happy. The cast members just exude this enthusiasm while you're there you really get caught up on it i can't wait to say it i can't oh you know we'll be out there we have an adventures by disney backstage magic trip the end of july and uh i'll see it then but uh i really wish i could have been out there last week for it but it just wasn't in the cards but uh so we got plenty of stuff up on that we'll have links to that in the show notes page uh i also want to let everyone know next week's show 
is going to be recorded on the dream. So it will not be up until June 30th after we get home. Just because it's really not feasible to upload a picture, let alone a podcast from the, from the internet connection on the ship. Uh, speaking of the podcast cruise, which uh, podcast cruise 3.0 sets sail the 24th of June. And uh, John asked me to make a couple of announcements. I believe these are going to be going up on the boards as well. But uh, Disney will not have any of the Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly artwork for sale on the ship. Why? I don't know. But if you do want something signed by these two amazing artists, you're going to need to bring, uh, bring it with you. Okay. So we wanted to make sure we told people about that. And also uh, that the dining rotation for the podcast cruise is Enchanted Garden, Royal Court, Animators, Animators again, which is the Pirate Night, and then Enchanted Garden. So we have two Enchanted Gardens, two Animators, and a Royal Court. But that's the... That is the... uh, Sounds uh, good to me. Animators Palette will be entertaining for the kids. (laughs) So is everyone... We're all dining apparently, together. Apparently, yeah, for first and second. They yeah. wanted to keep all the crazies. I guess they're trying to, yeah, trying to keep us limited to one, mm-hmm. one, one, di- one dining rotation. Are you early dining, Leah? Yes, we yeah. are too. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of podcast cruises, or more importantly, not podcast cruises. Um, over the years, one of the things that we have been told by our listeners is that we'd love to go on a podcast cruise, but either the timing doesn't work out or what we hear a lot more often, it's just too expensive. And they are. I mean, but there's no if ands, or buts. Uh, you know, this podcast cruise sold out very quickly because it was in June. The kids were out of school. and But it was still pricey. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's worth it. I absolutely think it's worth it. But John and I have been talking for a while now about doing something a little different in terms of a podcast cruise or a not podcast cruise. (laughs) So I am proud to announce not podcast cruise 1.0 June 30th, excuse me, June 29th, 2013 on board the Oasis of the Seas. Oh my. Is is everything going to be, is the logo going to be not podcast cruise 1.0? Well, that's what I'm, that's what I've been calling it. It's it's working title has been not podcast cruise (laughs) 1.0. 1.0. Well, you can't um, change it now. And so it has to be it has to be that. Uh, we are uh, you can email Tracy uh, Tracy H. Hers is Tracy H. Yes. Tracy H. T R A C E Y H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Um obviously we're not going to be booking these until after the podcast cruise just because we're getting everything set up. But we wanted to announce it before this sailing. This does not mean that we are not doing Disney Cruise Line podcast cruises in the future. We are. But uh, perhaps every uh, off year, we'll do something like this. And when I say the price difference is extraordinary, in some cases, these, when uh, comparing a seven night on the fantasy, this will be in Eastern Caribbean, uh, to the seven night on the Oasis, which is an amazing ship in, in, in and of itself. We're talking about, in some cases, the price is being two thousand dollars less for yes. a balcony stateroom. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and so this is, and they really gave us some great pricing on the sailing. Uh, 
for example, superior ocean view with balcony, which is just a little bit smaller than the fantasy. Not much. I think it's like a 16 square foot difference. Um, we're talking uh, for double occupancy, 1364 per person, first and second. Wow. So we're talking 2700 versus I think it was either 3800 or 4100 on the fantasy. Um, the uh, an inside stateroom, eleven hundred and fourteen dollars per person. Um, a boardwalk, uh, a boardwalk room with a balcony, which mm-hmm. is where the balcony overlooks the boardwalk, which is you know it's pretty much an outside balcony because there's no roof on that mm-hmm. part of the ship, and it overlooks this really cool area, uh, two hundred and twenty nine square feet, thirteen sixty four a person. Um, it's I mean, really, I mean, these are really, really good prices. And if you go to Royal Caribbean's website and try and book this exact same sailing in these exact same rooms, they're more expensive. And, uh, you know, we opted not to jack the price up. They gave, this is the price they're giving us. And uh, we think it's going to be really, really, really cool. You heard our report. This is the reason why John and I were on the Oasis and the Allure back in April. Is we wanted to check it out before we decided to do this, and would it work? And it's a different experience from Disney. There's no question. Sails out of where? It's going to sail out of Fort Lauderdale. But uh, what we are doing is uh, we are probably going to do two or three nights pre-cruise here in Orlando at the parks with the team. And for people who do that, we will provide transportation from Orlando down to Fort Lauderdale. Big bus trip. Nice. How far is that from here? It's about three hours. Okay. It's about a three-hour ride. We'll stop. And, you know, because I couldn't do three hours on a bus. Yeah, no bathroom <laughs> breaks, people. <laughs> so we'll stop. But it'll be fun. We're working out those details. But we did want to get this out before Podcast Cruise 3 that we were doing this. So we are uh, J- uh, June 29th, 2013, on board the Oasis of the Seas, not Podcast Cruise 1. Uh, very, very excited about it. We're going to have a blast. Podcast Cruise Plus. Does this mean, since it's not a podcast cruise, that we're not recording a show? No, we're going to record a show. We're just calling it not podcast cruise. She's so she's so upset about that. <laughs> I th- that's one of one of my favorite times to do a show is when we're on oh, the ship. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we could ever put a bunch of listeners together and not do a show. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, you know Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Let's. To put a show on out in the barn. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, so we hope you will join us for this. I think it's going to be awesome. And keep in mind that you are in the hands of the genius, John Magi, who loves planning these things and coming up with cool and surprising things to do. And there are some options on the Royal Caribbean ships that we have that we don't have on Disney. And we're already thinking of some really, really cool stuff to do with this. Well, there's probably a casino. There is. Oh, yeah. There is. And there's many things. There's also the uh, the musical Hairspray, oh. which if you watch the Tony Awards a, a few weeks ago, they actually did a live broadcast from the ship of that show. Hmm. And it was amazing. It's incredible. It's an incredible show. There's a lot of things they do on the ship. It's a huge ship. I mean, it's massive. Absolutely massive. It holds over 6,000 passengers and wow. has, you know, 15 different restaurants. And it's, go back and listen to the, uh, go back and listen to the show we did in April. But, uh, so yeah, I wanted to make 
that announcement, that happy announcement, and now a sad announcement. Um, unfortunately, um, I have decided to uh, close down Diz Radio. Um, Julie's like, what is he going to say? I know. That really hasn't upset um, me. <laughs> um, oh, but a lot of people I are. Know. A lot of people are. And I know you guys really enjoyed listening to it. But I'm just going to be honest with you. There's other places I want to spend the money. And it just isn't worth it. It isn't worth what it's costing. And the price keeps going up. And, you know, Live 365 is great. And they have a great business model. And they've been wonderful to us. I have nothing but praise for them. But it was time to move on to something else. Kind of want to do this a few years ago. Got a lot of pushback, so we found a way to make it work. But at this point, but you would be amazed at some of the emails I'm getting. I demand to know why. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, and I, I got to tell you, thank God I'm sober. <laughs> thank God I'm sober. There'd be some emails floating around out there with lots of... Choice words. Choice words. <laughs> I demand to... You demand whatever you want. I've been paying for that out of my own pocket for the last, what, five years? You know, it doesn't cost you anything, and you, I owe you something here, and I don't owe you anything. There's been no advertising on it. It's been nothing but Disney music, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the last five years, and I paid for it out of my pocket. I don't owe you anything other than letting you know I shut it down. That's all I owe you. But, uh, yeah, so Diz Radio, but trust me, trust me. There'll be other things. Has it already been turned off? Yes, it has. Okay. Yes, it has. Um, I thought they were going to do it at the end of the month, but then yesterday, all of a sudden, it was off. So I'm like, okay. There was no uh, switch flipping ceremony? (laughs) No, no. Um, We have two listeners um, who got married on the Disney Dream. Danica and Leah, they were on my ABD last July. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they when they found out Podcast Cruise 3.0 was like the week after, because they get back tomorrow from the cruise. So they will be um, married when they come back. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful couple. What they sweet are. ladies. They're really awesome. So I just wanted to be sure that we congratulated them. Very, very, very sweet couple. I'm just partial because they're fellow Louisianians too. <laughs> right. We have much in common. And they were so shy coming into the ABD trip. Uh, last year mm-hmm. and then by the end of it they were just like you know yeah. part of the family that was so cool now, they're was. a great couple great couple congratulations both of you that's awesome and one final thing uh, before I forget um, our Adventures by Disney trips for 2013 uh, will be going into general sale uh, I think John said today, I, when the show goes up, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The genius is not here. The genius <laughs> is not here to advise me. But uh, I will tell you this. The December 2013 Adventures by Disney trip is sold out. And uh, we, what, we did, what we do with these trips when we have them, people who have traveled with us before or who have asked to be on the wait list, those are the first people who get cracks at it. And then once we're done with that, we go ahead and open it up to general booking so the december uh, december 2013 backstage magic tour sold out actually it's oversold i think we have like 33 or 34 on that trip we we try and keep them the 30 disney's uh, adventures by disney does them with 40 uh we try and limit them to 30 just because we want to well we want to spend more time with people and yeah you know have some face time with them and it's a little harder to do when you've got 40 so there's that uh, the June uh, 2013 
backstage magic trip still has spots open, but it's selling out fast. So if it's something you're interested in, you're going to want to jump on it as soon as possible. Uh, Spirit of America, I'm really looking forward to that one. That has uh, that has some availability still left on it, as does the Germany trip, uh, the castles and fairies and beer beer <laughs> trip, and uh, you can uh, book those via our online booking engine. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page, and just look for the trips that say podcast group after the date. They should really call it that: castles, fairies, and beer. There you go. <laughs> Are you you're going on that one, Pete? The Germany one? I haven't decided yet. Because <laughs> I was gonna say you could uh, bother the other people while you're in the neighborhood, or they could bother me. Show up at their That's door. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> well, they're you know they're in, they're in you know in Dutch land, and we're going to German land, and uh, they're all they're in the Netherlands, just outside of Amsterdam. Not the safest place for me to go. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, uh, Johnny and Kevin are definitely on the Germany trip. I haven't decided if Walter and I are doing that yet because I have some other plans for next year that may conflict with that, those dates. Because I think they're doing that like in September mm, to coincide yeah. with Oktoberfest. Oh man, <clears throat> I would love to go. But so, but uh, yeah, so those Adventures by Disney trips available for booking now. You don't seem to have any trouble selling these trips out. Not is, really. Is there thought of expanding and doing even more of the ABD trips via Dreams? Um, there's no plans to expand it. Uh, we're kind of looking at we're looking at a lot of different things right now in terms of specialized trips and things we want to do, and we're coming up with some ideas. So I'm not ready to say what those are yet but you know i'm not saying we're not going to do the abd trips i'm just saying that there may be other things looking at 2014 and 2015 there may be other things that we're we're looking at doing as well so but, from your uh, description of the southwest splendors trip southwest I think, splendors is it was incredible that looks really interesting to me well we were looking <laughs> at that we were looking i was looking at that for next year or uh spirit of america and honestly what tipped it the spirit of America was that my mother really wants to do those places. I'm getting the bucket list now. <laughs> you know, we've got Hawaii, we've got Alaska, we've got Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia. Um, I've been trying to get her to go to Europe. She won't go to Europe. I cannot get this woman to Europe. I cannot but get her to Europe. She went to Hawaii. She did go to Hawaii in November. Yep, we took so, her. So I mean, that's. I mean, that's a long flight. It's not the flight. She just doesn't have any interest in oh. Europe. It just, it's not there. That's a rare thing. You know, it's, well, she's a rare woman. <laughs> in all the best senses of the word. But uh, she's really looking forward to the podcast cruise. She loves the podcast cruises. In particular, Nancy Johnson. <laughs> she adores Nancy Johnson. Oh, my God. Mom asked me about her. She asked me about a lot of people, but she asked me about Nancy. Anytime I'm going out to California, please make sure you give Nancy a hug and a kiss for me. She loves Nancy Johnson. I mean, I love Nancy Johnson, too. There's a lot to love in Nancy Johnson. But my mother, you know, she just connects with certain people sometimes. She just has this thing. She likes everybody. She's not, you know, it's not like she like, you know. Well, that's like anybody. You, You know, there are certain people that you really connect with. It doesn't mean you don't like other people. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. And she's really just, you know, she's a big Nancy Johnson fan. Big Nancy Johnson. <laughs> I should get her a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> we really should. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, I, I, I think, I, sometimes I think she likes Nancy more than she likes me. <laughs> not, not serious. <laughs> she loves Nancy. We all love Nancy. But, uh, yeah, so that's, just wanted to make sure I got that in. So, anything else? Am I missing anything? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller, anyone? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the news. This fall, Disney's Animal Kingdom will open an indoor air-conditioned character meet-and-greet location. Guess who frequent this nature-themed Disney park know that air conditioning will be greatly appreciated. Yes. Some shade wouldn't kill them either. <laughs> uh, as you know, many of the attractions are outdoors, the space will be located in what is now Beastly Bazaar, a merchandise shop. I think we mentioned this last week on the show. I think Kathy talked about I think Kathy talked about Beastly it. Bazaar closing. Yeah. But uh, all right, well, you're hearing it again. Uh, a merchandise shop in the Discovery Island area, Beastly Bazaar, will close August 12th to begin the transition, but it has not been announced yet which characters will be seen there. Fans of the bulk candy for sale at Beastly Bazaar will be pleased to know that this will still be offered in the park, but will move to Chester and Hester's. I'm about to say, they have an, enough shops in that park yeah, that yeah. closing one is not going to hurt. No. No. And some anything air-conditioned and inside is a welcome addition. Well, it'll be nice to, to have... A little something else in Discovery Island as well. Because there's not yes. much going, going on there's there. There's not much going on no, there. No, there You're really right. isn't. A 68-year-old man was arrested at Walt Disney World last week for exposing himself to two young girls. Mm. On June 11th, two girls reported to police that John Philip Oldham, going by the name of Phil, Phil Diddle, uh, of Larchmont, had exposed himself to them at the Animal Kingdom Lodge pool. A nine-year-old girl said she was swimming Monday afternoon when, he almost, when she almost ran into the man. She reported that his privates were exposed. She then told her parents about the incident. The seven-year-old told her family that she saw a man with his privates out of his swim trunks. When she tried to swim away, she got scared because creepy Chester the molester uh, started following her. Uh, old Tim has been released on bail from the Orange County Jail where he is being where he was being held on two counts of lewd and lascivious exhibition. And unfortunately, folks, I would like to tell you I don't think it happens all the time, but we hear this. We hear this. And unfortunately for alleged predators, I guess I should say, places where children congregate are places that they go even at Disney now I'll tell you Disney watches for it they really do and the minute there's anything out of the ordinary boy they are on it like white on rice I will give them that I honestly think they need I don't know if they do any sort of training with the lifeguards I know when I was a lifeguard they didn't train us like about looking out for people who might be doing stuff like that but I think they should you know, you need to be aware that there are people out there who may be exposing themselves or trying to touch, you know, children that they should not be touching. Because I, I can tell you what, if I had been a lifeguard and I saw that, I probably would have jumped on him. Like, <laughs> Julie, all, all 80 pounds of Julie would have been beating the crap out of this guy. With the lifeguard and rescue tube. <laughs> well, I mean, one, at one point I had read something to the effect that this guy had his, his bathing suit like hiked up to his nipples and like his junk was hanging out the side. And I'm like, okay, 
my father used to do that, you know, just not to expose himself just because my father he, wore his pants up somewhere around his chin. That was on some of the comments. People were saying, was it an accident? Was he an old man and he wore his swimsuit up? Hi, well, you know, how old was he? What did he say? 68. You know, look, it could be, it's possible. I mean, it's not out of the question. But then he followed the girl. Yeah. Well, so at that point, yeah. at that point, you know, that's where we have, you know, that's where the police need to get involved. Yeah, most definitely. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, though, you know, my father, God rest his soul. Uh, well, sometimes older gentlemen, you know, they aren't quite sure where their waist is, so. Well, they're not quite sure where anything is. <laughs> Apparently. Um, you know, Chester over here <laughs> wasn't really aware of where things were, apparently. But, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm Watch sorry, because those lifeguards, you can see into the pool. You know, it's very clear water. You can see what's going on. I mean, you could spot... A twig and some berries, right? Big, big Jim and the twins. <laughs> I would think, anyway. You would hope, but, yeah. You know, but then again, the lifeguards have hundreds of people that they're trying to watch, right? And they're looking for somebody who's struggling. They're looking for somebody who's, you know, maybe in distress. So, but uh, it happens, folks. It happens. Unfortunately, I'd like to say it doesn't, but I'm not going to say it happens all the time. But it's also not. This isn't the first time I'm hearing it. Mm-hmm. So. Now, on last week's show, I had we were talking about the investment that Comcast was making in Universal out here and how depocketed they were and how we hoped that with the opening of Cars Land and the success of that, that it would encourage Disney to do more investing. Well, our good friend over at the Orlando Sentinel, uh, Jason Garcia, I think it was the next day, had a, uh, an article in the Sentinel about how Bob Iger is saying, that's it, folks. We've, we've spent $6 billion in the last uh, 10 years on stuff, and we're going to hold off now. And I think that is a huge, huge mistake. Because, like I said, excuse me, Universal is just, I mean, they're pouring money into Universal. And I think Disney's got to watch. I think Disney's got to watch. But it was interesting that, uh, and we'll have a link to the article in the show notes page, but uh, he quotes uh, Jay Rasulo during a presentation, a stock analyst saying, um, we should be coming down substantially in domestic spending. We don't have any other big projects uh, right now in the U.S., according to Bob Iger. The lone exception being a land plan for Disney's Animal Kingdom based on the movie Avatar, which isn't expected to open until 2016. I just still don't get the Avatar thing. I'm sorry. By 2016, will people... I don't think it's a cult classic. When, the se- when's the second coming yeah, out? Yeah, the second one will be, if not out by then, well, okay. well on the way. Well, what you have to consider, though, is that there is... This is one of the things I was thinking after last week's show because we talked about this. We talked about Avatar and, you know, was Avatar going to have the kind of draw that Wizarding World of Harry Potter had? My feeling is that it will have a draw. I don't think it will have the same draw no. as Harry Potter. Well, but it depends on the attractions. At the end of the day, a cool ride, regardless of its theme, 
will draw people. What were you going to say, Dustin? Well, basically the same thing. Like I never even really liked the uh, the Cars movies, but loved Cars Lands, uh, Cars Land. So I think the same about Avatar. As long as if they make if they make that area look like Avatar, it's going to be an awesome looking section of the theme park. And if they have attractions that can live up to that. Then it's going to be worth it. I'm going to go whether I okay, like Avatar. Okay, then I want to ride one of those weird creatures that they ride. Yeah. There well, you, go. <laughs> you know, my 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 feeling is that you know, as long as they are giving the proper creative freedom to James Cameron and to Imagineering, yeah, this will be, be a success. And you need only look at what has happened. At California Adventure, exactly to see what you get when you take Imagineers off the leash and you give them some money to spend. You get a whole new theme park. One point one billion dollars invested in that, and I can kind of see Iger's point that you know, okay, we've spent six billion dollars in the last ten years, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I mean, it's just a lot of money. So I can kind of see his point. As a fan, though, I want to see him keep going. But at some point, they've got to stop and recoup what they've spent. Iger has shown himself over his entire reign to be nothing but a business person. That Thank is, you. That is foremost in, in all of his, his verbiage. If you listen to some of the business meetings, like the stockholder meetings and such, which uh, I tune into every once in a while because I do want to hear the business side of things. He is the consummate CEO. He, yep. he knows the business, and the business is what he's all about. I'm not sure all of us can relate to that. No. We're the fans. We want the entertainment, and that's good for us because that what, that's what ke- keeps us coming back and such. But we don't see the business the same way that the business people do. Correct. We, That's we, absolutely We want right. to see the glitz and the shows and the new restaurants and all of that. And the business people go, but look at this bottom line here. Mm-hmm. We, we've done this investing, and now we need to recoup this mm-hmm. and get, some, get some, re, uh, some black ink on the charts. Well, here's my fear. Here's my fear is that you've spent $6 billion in the last 10 years. And maybe in some cases you didn't spend it in the right places. Yes. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Bob Iger is a businessman. He is an extraordinarily competent businessman, in my opinion. I think he has done a competent job as the CEO of Disney. But he's not a visionary. Correct. He's not a visionary. Whereas, love him or hate him, Eisner was. Yes. Eisner had a vision and you know I agreed that it was time for Eisner to leave I thought that you know it was time for something new Roy Disney pushed him out Roy Disney wasn't overwhelmingly thrilled with the choice of Bob Iger it wasn't exactly who he wanted but at that point he was willing to take anybody just to get rid of Eisner and unfortunately there's no Roy Disney anymore Mm. to be keeper of the keeper of the flame and that worries me more than anything, is that there's no Disney family member present anymore in a position of authority within the company to protect the legacy and to push that agenda forward. So we know that Iger's term is now 
in its final stand. When did he say he was stepping down? Boy, 2014. Yeah, I wish I had that right in front. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, he's still going to be involved with the company. He moves to, I think, a board member, right? I think so. I think so. So he'll still be engaged, but we need a, a new head of the totem pole. And rumors are flying. Of course, we never know what the executive board at Disney is going to do about anything. But as a fan base, I'm starting to read more and more people say, Lassiter, Lassiter. Okay, well, I would love that, but <laughs> it's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be either Jay Rasulo, yeah, or it's going to be uh, Tom Staggs. Staggs, yeah. And actually, that would be a really good choice. <sighs> no? I don't know. Okay. I mean, look, I, I, think, I think Jay Rasulo would be a nightmare. Personally, I think Jay Rasulo would be a nightmare in that role. Tom Staggs, maybe. Maybe. I think there's, I mean, there's a pulse there at least. And it seems to be a and he's a fan base pulse. Yeah. And he's far more attractive than Jay Rasulo. <laughs> he needs acting lessons, though. He just is so... Okay, know. but now... You talk about needing acting lessons. Did you did you watch the video of Bob Iger at the grand reopening yes. of California Adventure? <laughs> he looked like 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 the puppeteer left. <laughs> <laughs> he's stiff. And he's so stiff and then he's you know, then you get the music playing and all these you know, these guys and girls dancing behind him and he's standing there looking <laughs> <laughs> I just I just rewatched that video this morning and I noticed something that when I was editing it and when I was filming it I didn't notice um when he comes back on stage after Mickey and friends sing a song uh he says welcome to the new Disney California Adventure Park and he goes to shake Mickey's hand but <laughs> Mickey stiffs him <laughs> yeah, yeah he doesn't shake his hand and Mickey's just dancing <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, you know, there was like a points in that video just in my head. I'm going awkward. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's always fun to watch, you know, when they pull him out of the ivory tower and put him on stage with a bunch of six foot tall mice. Uh, <laughs> watch just how awkward they get because they cannot possibly start dancing. Oh, you gosh. Know? Can you imagine? Could you imagine Bob Iger like starts like break dancing? <laughs> um, that would be funny. That would be funny. But uh, the one thing I'm a little nervous about, and that's this whole FastPass Plus program. And if it winds up being what I know Iger wants it to be, which is the next huge cash cow. Yep. If it winds up being that, they're going to want, they're going to point to the charts and go, we don't need to add new attractions. This is doing it for us. And. I know the fan base is going to scream at that because the fan base has a very short memory. Mm. Cars Land is the biggest thing in the Disney realm right now. I was thinking this this morning. How long till that buzz wears off? Mm. By Halloween? By Christmas? Or? Um, by about 1230. See, this is my point. It's a very short attention span. And, and if they and go... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm guilty as charged. We all are. We absolutely all are. I mean, we're excited as, as heck right now. And next year, we're going, that was great. What's next? And if they don't, the, and back to your point of Universal, I think Universal has finally got this. 
I, I think they there's are. Some, I, I got to be honest. There's some mojo going on over there. They are seeing what happens when you when you do reinvest in the entertainment thing. The bottom line will come. That's that's the one thing I've seen with a lot of these entertainment organizations where they think show business is yeah you got to keep that number one. Absolutely, that's why you're in the in the game. But if you make your main focus the reason for your investment structure, and that's the entertainment, then you'll get the bottom line. And also, I think, and I have nothing to back this up other than just observation. I think, you know, when you look at Comcast, and it's just, it's the most incestuous business I've ever seen in terms of they own NBC, which is a content creator, they own Comcast Cable, which is a provides that content yep. to people, and now they own and they have now as part of that deal they have Universal. So very much like Disney, who has Disney the, Channel, they have ABC, ESPN, the Disney Channel, all that stuff. They have the theme parks for consumption, uh, and I think part of why. Comcast is putting so much money into Universal is they want it to be a real player. It was always second fiddle. Yes. It was always second fiddle in Orlando. And it still is, even with Harry Potter. But Harry Potter changed some of that. Absolutely. It changed some of that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you hear a lot more people now. I just, you know, anecdotally going through the airport to pick my mother up last week. And I heard somebody say... You know, we were down at Disney a few years ago, but we had to come back down to see Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And you're hearing that a lot. Do you hear Figaro? Yes. Just <laughs> pointlessly whining. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what happens. But I just thought it was, I don't think there was any timing, intentional timing on it, um, because he wouldn't have had enough time to write this article. Right. Uh it came out. I came out the like the day after our show went up, or the same day our show went up. But I just thought it was interesting that we talked about it on the show, and then, you know, Jason has this article out saying, "Nope, they're not spending any more money." But uh, you know, and honestly, you want to read just some of the best stuff out there about uh, about what's going on, in the, especially on the business side of Disney. Anything Jason Garcia writes, anything Jason Garcia writes for the Orlando Sentinel, he's a really great guy. One of the last true journalists out there. This is a guy who actually cares about getting it right and takes his, his job seriously and a really, really nice guy. So we'll have a link to that. But anytime you can read anything that Jason Garcia writes, it's always uh, always a pleasure to read his stuff. Always a pleasure to read his stuff. We're going to get him back on the show again. That'd be fun. I don't think I was here when he was here. <clears throat> Dustin, Dustin should do that because he doesn't have enough on his plate. Yeah, I'll arrange that. Or Jason, if you're listening, call me. (laughs) Call me. Maybe. Can can I just make a completely off-topic comment here about how wonderful this studio looks? Oh, thank you. 
this is uh, a rare a rare treat for those of us on kind of the outside to take a glimpse inside the magic realm here. Yeah, because changes. you guys don't record all together. This is yeah yeah yeah. I mean the the difference between our show and this show is worlds as far as technical and sound. I mean we were Sunday we were trying to record and Tony and I are both in our hotel rooms going. Does this work? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Wait, I'm only getting half of it. <laughs> And Dustin is like NASA Central over here, yeah. surrounded, and I am just green with envy. <laughs> yep. It is beautiful. It's been. much nicer to sit in here. And we're not done yet. We're not done yet. There's more stuff that's being done in here. I personally like the stools. I love this. It's so much more comfortable on these things. But All right. That's going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And who would like to go first? I will. Okay. I'm just trying to get my phone up so I could read it. Um, Universal, speaking of Universal, I just wanted to remind everyone they still have their summer concert series going on. Um, this week, June 23rd, it's going to be Josh Turner. Um, June 30th will be Al Green, which I think that's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm a fan of his music. Al Green's great. And then July 7th, it's Lupe Fiasco. I'm not sure who that yeah. is. He's a rapper. He's oh, awesome. I thought it was a woman. <laughs> I thought it no. was a woman until I saw yeah. his picture. Yeah, he's a he's a up and well, not up and coming. He's just not as mainstream as some of the others, probably. Oh well, I'm not a big rap fan. So, um, and then July 14th, Miranda Cosgrove. She isn't she a Disney Channel star? She's no, iCarly. she's iCarly. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all of those people are coming up. I think that Al Green is probably the best out of those, but that's just my opinion. So get over to Universal. All right, thank you very much for that, Julie. Miss Lee Zanola. Okay. Um, I have props, even though this is the radio, so everybody here can look. <laughs> okay, Bob. <laughs> I know. I, know. Um, I just tried out, I think these came out in May, but a couple new products that they have um, at Disney. They have new soap, at least in the value resorts. I don't mm-hmm. know if they have it everywhere, but it is the cutest little bottle. And it's a, you know, the little toiletries that they have in the bathrooms. And it's got a little Mickey flip top. Head, which is it looks like a Mickey hat. Yeah, those are the ones that used to be at the Disneyland Hotel. Well, oh. these are these are H two O, still H two O products, and it's a orange blossom. That's orange the other blossom. thing that I like. It's I like the really smell. Really nice. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not a fan of orange smell. Like I hate the part of Soren where the fake orange comes at you. Oh, I love that part. <sighs> That's the, best the smell. Part. I'm sorry. Julie. I had a teacher in high school who used to spray fake orange. Um, room spray into the air conditioner so his room always smelled like that and it just it sickens me to my stomach (laughs) and i feel terrible because i mean it it does smell okay but i I think it smells great Mm -hmm. i can't use it i can't go walk around smelling like an orange i have flashbacks (laughs) and yeah all the uh, all the toiletries in the room at the art of animation at least Mm -hmm. is uh the blushing orange they had it at pop century too we were there this weekend yeah so yeah, yeah now it's I think that's great, though. It's the H2O stuff. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's good mm-hmm. shampoo. It is. Good, it good is. Product. I love their products. Now, if they would get um, separate shampoo and conditioner at the Value Resorts, that would be wonderful. I don't like that they combine it either, mm-hmm. Leah. It's I don't annoying. use it. I just take it home and donate it. Um, I collect them. You know, mm-hmm. like I bring them and we travel with them. But Taylor, she took all of those. Oh, <laughs> that's, I'm taking all of them. We donate them. We have some friends that go to an orphanage in India. And so I send them, especially because it's got the little Mickey head. Oh, so it's yes. Really those fun. are probably get fought over. Yeah. <laughs> 
See, and for us trinket fans, that's like the best part. I mean, the product is one thing, but it's the Mickey ears on top that sells it for some of us. Yeah, (laughs) right. So that's one thing that I tried. And then they do have a bath soap, too, that's the same smell. Um, And the the facial soap, you know, that they call it in the the bathroom. Um, The other thing is at Pinocchio's in um, the Magic Kingdom, they have some new pizzas there. Have any of you tried them? They're new new flatbreads? No, no. I heard about them, but I haven't tried them. Yeah, um, they've got... Pepperoni, barbecue chicken, caprese, and cheese. And they're really good. They look good. Yeah, we had the caprese. Now it's extremely flat. I mean, it's like a cracker. So that's, it's a little... That's what a flatbread should be, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, w- it was really good. It is $9.69 for the caprese and the barbecue chicken, eight fifty nine for the pepperoni, and then seven sixty nine for the cheese. And they do not come with a side that I know of. So that's, it's a little pricey, but they were very good. How like how your family ate one? No, Dave and I shared one, and then I don't think we had any other sides, so it wouldn't have made a full meal for us if we hadn't been snacking in the parks and okay. stuff. Um, but it was good. And then they also have, and I think this is new. I have never seen it on the menu. They have no sugar added mango gelato, and then a chocolate gelato. And wow. we, we had the mango; it was really good. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it just tasted like you'd stuck mangoes in a blender and. Really? Yeah, it was really good. I like mangoes. I love mangoes. Mm-hmm. Love mangoes. <laughs> yep. So we've had those up on our site, but I hadn't tried them, and so it was a really good addition. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for that, Leah. Um, Halloween Horror Nights for 2012 tickets have been released for sale. The Frequent Fear Pass, uh, which allows you uh, access for most nights, is $81.99 plus tax. The advanced purchase ticket is $88.99. Wow. $90. And that does not get you into the park, right? I mean, that's just... I believe so. I mean, for the whole day, I guess is what I mean. Do you get in the whole day or you're just going in at night? I thought it was just for the event. I just think it's just for the event. Yeah, it's just for the event. But now Florida resident advanced tickets purchase forty one ninety nine Sunday through Thursday, fifty one ninety nine Friday, sixty six ninety nine for uh, Saturday. They said the frequent fear pass, which is available most dates, eighty one ninety nine. The frequent fear pass plus, which gives you uh, admission. What is it here? It says uh, gives you all the benefits of the frequent fear pass plus admission every Friday. Uh, is ninety six, ninety nine, the rush of fear pass, which all event nights during the first three weeks for sixty nine ninety nine, and then of course there's pa- uh, passes for annual pass holders. The first three weekend offer, the first three Fridays you can get in for thirty six ninety nine, first three Saturdays for forty one ninety nine. I mean, they're getting crazy. If with you're this. an annual pass holder or Florida resident, you really get a good deal. You do. If you're not, you do. You kind of are like a turtle on its back. I'm going to tell you, they own this town at Halloween. This is something locals go to. I'm, you know, it's a yearly thing for me. Corey, I know he likes going. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Now, Dustin, have you ever been? Never been. I'm See, not going to pay to be scared to death. I'm sorry. Dustin, it's d- the best. Dustin's a, I can sit at home and be scared. Oh. Dustin's <laughs> a little bit thing. of a purist. Scary movie. Dustin's a little bit of a purist. As far as? D- Disney. Disney. Oh, okay. He's, he's a, you know. Oh, we're in the same boat. 
my kids don't know who any of the Universal characters are. See, and I started at Not Scary Farm, so I've been doing this for eons. And I went up to Universal Hollywood when they started doing their thing, which I think they started after Florida. I believe so, yeah. First started, and they did an incredible job and then fell off for a number of years. And now... Universal Hollywood's Halloween Horror Nights is coming back with a vengeance, so much so that in Los Angeles now, they own Halloween. Wow. And only Florida prices for locals especially are considerably better than the raking you get really? in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pricey. And especially if you want their, their Halloween equivalent of the front of the line pass, which I did last year, which is so worth it because oh, of the, the, the amount of people that go. I mean, they pack that park at night. See, but I think that would be, I, I think I'd really love experiencing that out in Hollywood and see how they do it. Because just, you know, I mean, look, Universal does an amazing job with Halloween Horror Nights out here, but entertainment in general is better in California because you have a lot, a lot better talent pool. Oh. And the spe- imagine the special effects makeup artists. Yeah, exactly. My well, gosh. I was, this was like two years ago, I think. I was standing in line for the Rob Zombie maze. Ugh. And I'm going through it and amazed. And I exit and I turn around and I go, wow, that's a rather eclectic group of folks coming out of the maze behind me. Look at those spiky boots. And I looked up. It was Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I see. He must have been scary to see in person. <laughs> and his entourage. Oof. But yeah, um, I love going to Halloween Horror at Universal. Did you just like knock yourself in the head with the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. Wayne. <laughs> I would love to see it out here. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, it is, it's awesome. They do an awesome job with it. There's no question about it. It's a great. You know, it's one of the fall events that I really look forward to. That's my favorite time in this town. Mickey's not so scary. It's starts, scary enough for me. <laughs> starts, you know, starting in September when you start getting like Mickey's not so scary and yeah. food and wine festival, Halloween horror nights. I think sweaty ghosts are pretty scary. Huh? I said sweaty ghosts because sweaty it's ghosts. still so hot the when Mickey's heat. not so scary starts. Oh, yeah. The ghosts are just melting in the parade. Yeah. But uh, so we have... Uh, we have all the information on the site about Halloween Horror Nights, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes page as well. Wayne. Well, I had to remind myself which coast I was on and try not to do a rapid fire that has to do with Cars Land or something like that. But in traveling out here, I had a number of good experiences that I did want to pass on, one of which was... How do you travel from the Orlando International Airport to your resort of choice down here by Disney or wherever you're going? Now, if you're renting a car, that's that's certainly one way to do it. But a lot of us want to take some form of shuttle. And for those of us who don't live in this area, I know... We've been told Mirrors is the only way to go. And we've heard, even through this podcast, a number of not-so-great things about Mirrors. Maybe a few positives, but 
what I wanted to tell everybody is Mears isn't necessarily your only choice. And this applies to many cities throughout the country. If you go online, and this is what I did, you can find uh, many different kinds of shuttle transportation companies that do service the Orlando International Airport. Now in California, we are very big fans of one company called Super Shuttle, Mm -hmm. especially in the Northern California area. It's kind of like Mears is out here. If you're going to the airport, if you need a ride from your home or whatever, you just call Super Shuttle and they have an online app and a, a mobile app and everything and you just do it. So when I'm looking for transportation out here, I decided to check that out and sure enough, they service this area for a very reasonable rate. In fact, I was trying to do a one-way shuttle on Mears and found that I couldn't do the standard shared van service. I had to go with a private car, which for some of us is a little pricey. Mm-hmm. It's, it winds up being about three times the cost if you really want that private service. But some of the other companies, Super Shuttle being one of them, um, you can still get one-way transportation for essentially the same or maybe even a little cheaper. And I'm not here to really promote Super Shuttle. What I'm saying is you don't have to go with mirrors. There are alternatives there for your transportation between Orlando International and the Disney area. Well, something to keep in mind with mirrors is that, you know, Mears is a tale of two companies. <laughs> you have uh, the, you know, the, the Disney Cruise Line and Magical Express buses are operated by Mears, and those are very good. The drivers are very professional. Buses are usually very clean. Uh, but then you have the bottom feeders that are in the taxi stands when you, you know, when you go down into... Uh, or you go up, I should say, from baggage claim to ground transportation, mm-hmm. and you have uh, the taxi stands outside. This is where you will experience the dregs of Orlando society, driving cars that should be impounded because they are not roadworthy. Mm. Nor are the drivers. This Some of is them where, don't have air conditioning. This is where I have had drivers hang out the window and scream obscenities at old women because they weren't driving fast enough. I've had them run red lights. I and, and, and trust me, the distance between Orlando International Airport and my house is about like us. five to ten minutes. Yeah. And it is the most harrowing and frightening five to ten <laughs> minutes I've ever spent in my life. And I will never, ever, ever use them again. And the problem is virtually every cab service in this town is owned by Mears. So when you call a cab, you are pretty much calling Mears. And I have, um, I think on one occasion, just because there was a FL Taurus couldn't take care of me, I had to use one of their town cars. And it was acceptable, but ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And I didn't find the driver particularly friendly. He wasn't nasty. He just wasn't friendly. Whereas when FL Tours picks me up, or I and mean, we hear this from everybody, when FL Tours, you know, that's a great company and they do they do really great work. We love FL Tours. We've been, you know, I haven't, even though they're advertised on the site, I really don't have a financial relationship with them. I just love them. And 
you know, they're kind of like the Shirley, the, the Shirley of the transportation world for me. Um, you know, we advertise Shirley all over the place. We don't charge her anything. We don't charge FL Tours anything because we love Mo and we yeah, love Yeah, I'm trying to picture him with Shirley's hair. Yeah, really. <laughs> and you just talk about friendly, nice, professional, hardworking people. I, we love FL Tours. So I want to throw that out there too. Yes, it's definitely more expensive than Super Shuttle. And Super Shuttle is a great alternative. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think we've ever mentioned that on the show. Mm-mm. But Super Shuttle is a great alternative. If I you don't like, want to spend a lot of money. I think my biggest point here is you don't have to be locked in that if you if you are a traveler and you do have your favorite shuttle service, whatever that is, you can go you can go go online and do that in Orlando. Yeah. You don't have to take the taxi from the right. cab stand. And it's very easy to do. Uh, all of these places now have online apps. Um, it's it don't be afraid of it. Do yeah. do your planning and you'll get there fine. I got there fine. I was very happy. You made it in one piece. Show enough. My first trip to California uh, with just Corey, or like we, we weren't traveling together with you at that point. Um, we did the super shuttle and I was pregnant and it was still just fine for me. <clears throat> I, I mean, I didn't think it was a bad deal or, I mean, you know, it's weird. It was weird to go to an apartment complex cause I've never, I'd never been on a shuttle before. Uh-huh. I'm like, where are we going? We're going yeah. Why are we yeah. waiting? The, shared, the I, shared ones. I find myself in, you know, outside Orlando. I find myself using a website called groundlink.com. It connects you with, you know, they, they have deals with all sorts of, uh, town car companies all over the all over the world, anywhere I go in the world, and you know what? They're there on time. Price is a little high. I'll say that it's a little high, but they're there on time. They're professional. They're clean. They get me there safely. I don't have to worry about it. And when I'm traveling, my especially in the days I'm actually traveling, my goal is to make it as simple a day as possible. The least amount of aggravation is yeah. what I care about. Because mm-hmm. I travel a lot. And I just, I know that if, you know, th- those days when I get some time in the Sky Club Lounge and I get upgraded to first class and my, <laughs> my car is waiting for me at the other end, those are easy travel days. And I don't get to my destination feeling like I'm frazzled. I realize I sound like a dilettante but, you know, I travel a lot, and that's how I like to travel. But, you know, it, there are a lot of options. And I have used Super Shuttle. I have used Super Shuttle. Speaking of one of your Diz when I wanna, when I, I'm sorry, when I w- want to, you know, be among the unwashed. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Great. It's a joke. No, there was a man who smelled like bacon on our shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I like bacon. <laughs> okay, I'm not touching that. Speaking of another one of your Diz partners, when is the Swan Dolphin going to get on the program with Disney's Magical Express? I don't know they ever will. Why is that such a hard thing to get done? Well, you have to understand there's a story there. There's a lot. There's a long history there. You got to remember how those hotels came to be. Yeah, yeah. And so there's, you know. So I don't know that they ever will. I wish I wish that somebody in the chain would just get on board and give them the proper stuff there, because that's just annoying. Yeah, I hear you. You know that. Yes, we're on property, but 
we don't talk about you much. <laughs> Although you can get into extra magic hours, mm-hmm. so thank goodness for that. Yeah, but Swan Dolphin has to pay for all that. Do they really? Yep, absolutely. Disney doesn't allow any hotel. I mean, even the uh, the ones at uh, uh, Downtown Disney. Wow. They're considered official hotels of Walt Disney World, but if they want access to the extra magic hours, the hotel has to pay for it. Same thing with the trans- Disney Transportation Service. Disney doesn't provide that. They've got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. But mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you for that, Wayne. Thanks, everybody. That will do it for Rapid Fire and for this part of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Mm-hmm.